0: Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So, in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction along with access to the regular TOS Weekly Stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers, and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch, and if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast and we've got so many cool projects on the boil, none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus.
1: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other
2: stories.
1: (laughs) Welcome to The Other Stories Halloween Week. Every day this week we will be celebrating the witching season with six of our favourite episodes and one brand new short story written by Bram Stoker award-winning author Keelan Patrick-Burke. Join in with the fun and tell us what you're doing this Halloween using the social media hashtag TOSHalloween on your favourite social media platform. But for now, grab your pumpkin spice latte, put on your devil mask, and come make some trouble. trouble. Today's episode is Heart of the Jungle. Written by Daniel Wilcox, narrated by Josh Curran.
2: Charlie had been excited about this moment for as long as he could remember. Every time he had to watch his father carry another of his friends through the thick brush and out towards the crested hill where the smoke rose thick and high, he wished it could be him. If only it could be him. Endless days passed in which Jarley would be tasked with helping the women with their chores, trotting to the creek to gather water, gathering wood, weaving baskets. All the day-to-day items needed by men who had long since passed their aging ceremony, and it seemed as though his day would never truly arrive. Yet it had, and he was here, blindfolded and sat upon the wide stump of an ancient yew, waiting in anticipation to see what would happen next, his smile brimming so wide his cheeks splintered with pain. The aging ceremony of the Yunaki tribe was a tradition bathed in secrecy. Only those who had passed through the doors were informed of its components. Jolly had tried, unsuccessfully, to extract these secrets from his father over the years, but had only ever been greeted with a stern hand and a snapping retort. Impatience is an ugly coat for a man to wear. His father would shout, reddening with rage. And so eventually Jolly had given up, allowing the mystery to build and build in his mind. So far today, he had awoken to his father's hulking form. Without a word, nor smile, he had been lifted from his leaven bed, and carried through the thick curtain of brush towards the plume of grey smoke rising to the sky. As they found their way through the thick curtain of vines that shielded the ceremony grounds, Charlie couldn't help but smile. Finally, finally the day is here! He wanted to ask his father a thousand questions, yet knew that today, of all days, was his chance to show control, to prove that he could obey and be one of the Yunaki men. As the foliage thinned, he saw the forbidden clearing, a wide expanse of perfect circle, with the hacked stump of a yew tree in the centre, and a large bonfire nearby that gave off the savoury smell of cooked meats. All of this Jolly had expected, somewhere deep down in his core. In the mystery of his unconscious mind, this whole experience felt like déjà vu. Yet he hadn't expected the welcome party, and the warm reception of a dozen beautiful women, naked and waiting in a crescent around the base of the stump. As his father carried him past them, they reached, and pawed, and giggled, (laughs) causing a strange feeling to stir in his loins. Were they a centre point of the ceremony? Would he, as he had dreamed on so many nights, find himself deep in the throes of passion with dreamy ladies of the jungle? His heart pounded with excitement. Before his eyes could drink their fill of the various forms of the ladies, his father stretched a wide strip of leather and tied the blindfold tight around his head. The world went black. For a moment all was quiet. Then he heard the hushing coos of the ladies as something heavy padded into the clearing. Heavy footsteps came from his left, the sound of a large shape coming through the foliage. The thing came closer, and the jungle held its breath. Charlie felt the warmth of the thing only a foot or so away, heard its breathing, then the shape seemed to lay in front of him, stretched across the stump. He heard the lady's breathing quicken. Another voice, mumbled words that spoke of spirits and life. A cry erupted. Charlie clapped his hands to his ears. The lady screamed. There was a sing-song call that leapt into the air. Nearby, a flock of birds flapped their wings and darted away. By his feet on the log, he heard the piggish squeals of a dying thing. Several blades sinking into skin. Something warm and wet splashing Jarley's chest, slickening down towards the material that clothed his waist. The lady's screams turned to laughter, and Jarley became aware that they were closer than ever, hacking away as the pig or boar or whatever it was squealed and screeched and cried. He felt something kick hard against his knee and bit back tears. A hoof? A tusk? Jarley found it hard not to cry. Hot, burning tears sunk into the cloth of his blindfold. He knew the ceremony was to be intense, otherwise what sort of men would be produced from such a thing? But the creature, kicking and writhing, filled him with hollow fear. Over the years, he had heard rumour from his friends of what the ceremony entailed. He was told he would dance with spirits, that he would hunt naked in the forest, that he would be held below the surface of crocodile-infested waters for whole minutes at a time. But not once had he imagined something like this... Is this really all he had to do? Sit and endure the screaming squeals of a dying creature as it writhed and kicked and wiggled at his feet? Is this what his father went through? It was then that he saw the face of his father as an imprint on the dark canvas of the blindfold. His stern expression, an aged determination, unfazed by worldly horrors. Charlie furrowed his brow and steeled himself. Impatience is an ugly coat for a man to wear. The thing began to calm. After a moment, its final rasping breath snaked free of its body and fled upward to join the column of smoke. Jolly could hear his heart as a pounding drum. He became aware of the beads of sweat that peppered his brow, but he made no effort to move. There came a shuffle of light footsteps, and he felt a slimy hand grab his own. It was soft, gentle. It pulled away from him, guiding his hand until his palm flattened on the warmth of one of the lady's stomachs. He felt the navel, a sweet dip where the belly button lay, higher now, stroking featherlight upwards until his hand was cut around a bare breast. He felt himself instantly grow as hard as the nipple that he squeezed. A soft moan escaped her lips. As he found himself wanting to feel more, wanting to squeeze and play with the woman's body, she pushed his hand away sharply. Suddenly, With a sharp tug downwards towards the dead thing, his hand plunged into the warm, sticky mess of the creature. He felt innards and organs sliding in warm juices around his fingers, his wrist, his forearm. Despite his best efforts, he let a gasp escape from his mouth. Do not be frightened. The angelic voice sang in his ear. To become a man, you must eat from the heart of the jungle. I don't understand... He felt a finger on his lip, tasted the foul taste of the sticky mess that glazed her arms. He needed no more guidance, hunting blindly in the cooking pot of the hollowed creature. A moment later, his hand clasped around something the size of his own fist. He tugged, but felt the pullback of arteries and veins. The woman slashed with her knife, catching Jolly's forearm. He felt his own blood trickle as he pulled and pulled, until at last the thing came free. Without thinking, he scooped it towards his mouth. Yes, eat, the voice said, thick in a honeyed tone. He heard the lady's hushed giggles once more as he bit into the tough sinews of the creature's heart. The taste was strange, but not unpleasant. Charlie had eaten his fair share of raw animal meat in his time, and it was with a brimming smile that he took his final swallow, wiping his mouth on the back of his arm. What next? Charlie wondered. How much more until I get my prize? Until I can join my father's legacy as a newly born man of the Unarki? But the clearing was silent for some time. He waited patiently as his father had taught him to do. But even freshly birthed men had their limits. After a time that could have been minutes, could have been hours, could have been days, he called out, Hoy, who's there? The voice returned in his ear. He jumped, kicking at the pig's corpse. You have done well, young Jolly. Your father smiles upon you. With tender fingers she slipped behind him, her arms wrapped around his waist, then lowered to his manhood. He felt himself pulse in her hand as he heard footsteps of the other ladies as they came to join him. He felt himself succumbing to the pleasure, wanting to rock his head back and forth and lose himself in the ecstasy. But in all his dreaming and imagining of this moment, of becoming a man, he realised that there was one component missing. He gave a feeble attempt to push the hands away. ''Where is my father? I wish to share this moment with him.'' To his surprise, the hands stopped at once, releasing him from their affections. ''Why jolly, you already are.'' The blindfold was ripped away, and painful light swamped his vision. Through the blinking sparkles of white, he saw the keen faces of the women, beautiful, majestic, towering over him, each with a hungry look as they licked their lips and scoured his man-parts with their eyes. He looked ahead and saw only the green edges of the clearing on the horizon beyond the great mountain that fed their lakes, hung misty in the distance. But where is he? His throat caught as he looked down at the creature from which he had fed. The hulking thing which was no pig at all, that had never been a pig, that had been far too large to have been anything but a man. Now, just a corpse of shredded meat and bloody rags, in the frozen expression of his father's face, two marble eyes looked up, With a wide grin stretching from ear to ear, the ladies threw their heads back, roaring with laughter. See, Jolly? Your father smiles upon you.
1: (laughs) If you enjoyed this show and would like to see the other stories continue and get access to exclusive episodes every month, then why not head over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and become a patron today. You can pledge from as little as a dollar a month and you'll join what I like to call The Cool Gang. So once again, that's patreon.com forward slash hawk and Cleaver.
0: Until next time.